can you just imagine like stretching your arms wide open and face up in the rain coming down, washing over you, being surrounded by that sound? It is amazing. It is so good to be sharing that experience with all of you, with our children and adults, with our choir, with you up in the balcony, to be in this place together, sharing that experience together again as a body of faith after a summer where some of us did some traveling and now we're back. And what a summer it has been, right, as far as the weather, hot, 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 right? Like who thinks it was a hot summer? Hot summer, hot summer. And I'm curious how many of you went swimming or went to a lake or a a pond or a pool to, to cool down. How many of you did some swimming this summer? Yeah, a bunch of you, like almost all of you. Our family, too. We, we spend time in Lake Harriet. We spend time in Lake Calhoun. We spend time in the backyard with our hose, just like spraying each other down. We spent, we were just in the water as much as we could be because it was so hot. I have a story that I want to share this morning for everyone who's here about water, about swimming, and it's about Um, a father and a daughter. It comes from a poem by this man named Philip Booth. It's called First Lesson. It's about a father teaching his daughter how to swim in some tide water right near the ocean. And he's talking to his daughter, and he says to his daughter, he says, lie back, daughter. Let your head be tipped in the cup of my hand gently, and I will hold you. Lie back and let your head be tipped in the cup of my hand gently, and I will will hold you. How many of you have have had that experience when you're learning to swim or maybe even as an adult when someone gently holds your head and then your body and they hold you there floating in the water and you can just relax? Who's had that experience? A bunch of us. It, It requires some trust, right? You have to relax. You have to arc your back and trust that the person will hold you and position you in place and that you'll be okay, but it's absolutely essential that you trust the person that's holding you. So this father is holding his daughter like that in this water by the ocean, and he says to her, spread your arms wide now. He's holding her head and her body. Spread your arms wide now, he says to her, and and look high up at the gulls. And then he says, you will soon dive and swim. Soon enough you will do those things where the tide water ebbs to the sea, But for now, daughter, he says, believe me, when you tire on your long thrash, on your swim to the island or wherever you are going, remember to lie back, to look up and survive. Again, I think this is an experience you can relate to. You've been in the water, you're tired, you're swimming hard, you're out of breath, your muscles are achy, and if you can just remember to stop and to lie back, sometimes you can catch your breath. You can get some energy. We've done that. We've done that, right? Like, let me see. We've done that. Some, like, oh, a bunch of you. Okay, good. It's a common experience. And then the father says to his daughter, as you float now, he's taken away his hands from her head and her body, as you float now, where I held you and let go, so she's laying there, remember when fear cramps your heart, Remember what I told you. Lie gently and wide to the light year stars. Lie back and the sea will hold you. I love that story. I love 
this poem. I love this image of a father teaching, it could be any parent, teaching any child how to float, how to trust, to know that they will be held. And there's something in that poem for me that speaks to the heart of what we're about as a faith community here, what we're called to be as a faith community. So let me explain. Here in the universalist spirit of love and hope, we give and receive and grow into love's people. In fact, we believe that we are all love's people, held by a love that will not let us go. And friends, that feels really true and really important. So I'm wondering if we can do a little, start to begin right here, a little call and response sort of thing where I'll put out a line and you say it back to me. So we are really preaching the sermon together. It's all of us sort of preaching the sermon together. So I'm going to say a line and you say it back to me. Here we go. We are all love's people. Held by a love that will not let us go. Now, Saying this doesn't mean that we're perfect or that we don't hurt people or that we don't make mistakes and fall short of our aspirations. It doesn't mean any of that because we do fall short. We do hurt people. We're not perfect human beings. And, and, despite all of that, we are still held by a love that will not let us go. We can't escape that love. We can't hide from that love. There is nothing we can do to lose that love. That love is like the ocean, vast and huge, and we are held by it. This love shows up in the faces of our friends and neighbors and family members. It shows up in the hands of those around us, in the words of those around us. It shows up everywhere we pay attention to it. We are all love's People. And I want you, children and adults, to know that, to hear that. We are all love's people held by a love that will not let us go. And as love's people, we are called to do three things. The first is this. We welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each human heart. Call and response, here we go. I'm going to throw you a line. We welcome, affirm, and protect... The light in each human heart. Here's what that means. We welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each human heart. Here's what that means. It means that we, as a community of faith, as a people gathered here, we turn toward the stranger. We greet the stranger. We welcome the stranger. We are curious about the person or the family or the the thing in front of us and move toward it. How are you? What are you doing here? How might we walk together? We look for the goodness in one another. We make space for one another's light and truth to emerge. And this last part, we protect one another from the forces that would tear us down. We protect one another from the forces that would tear us down, the forces that say, you're not enough. You're not good enough unless... Or you're not good enough to be loved. We know these forces, friends, do we not? We know these voices and these forces. And so when we say we welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each human heart, we protect each other. We say, no, there's a different narrative. There's a love that holds all of us. You do not have to do anything to be held by that love. And we make that love real here through our words and actions. I have a question for the kids who are 
Can all the kids just look at me real quick here? Because this is an important question. I know you have like coloring material and stuff, but this is an important question. How many of you, and I'm guessing a lot of you, are back in school this week or will soon be back in school? Right, a, a bunch of you. Right. So here's, I, I have some ideas about how you could welcome and affirm and protect the light in each human heart at school that I want to share with you. These are sort of uh, pastor's tips, I guess you could, you could call those. <laughs> For all of us, for all of us. So in your classes, in school, if someone is looking lonely or outside of their group, you can say hello, you can welcome them, you can reach out to them, you can play with them. And you can do that here, too. And adults, we can do that with one another. And in school, if someone is getting bullied or called mean names, you can stand with that person and you can say, it's not okay to treat people like that. And if it's you who's being picked on in school, know that this whole community stands with you, that we hold you. So I want, I want the kids and the adults just to look around. Like, we are those arms that hold our kids. So when they are in a tough spot, they can remember this moment. They can remember our love holding them. Here's the second thing we do as loves people. We act beyond these walls. Will you say that with me? We act beyond these walls. And that's exactly what we do because love must come alive in the world. That love comes alive through us and others through our actions as we stand on the side of love. And I'm curious, kids, how many of you were part of this uh, Lemonade Standing on the Side of Love project that the church did this summer? Yeah, there's some hands. There's some people who were involved. There are a few more at the first service. But this was this amazing project that that the children of our church did with adult support where they made a Lemonade Standing on the Side of Love Uh, stand and sold lemonade to raise money in support of marriage equality and defeating this uh, marriage discrimination amendment. That is the work of our church. That is acting outside of our walls. And that's why when you go down to the social hall today, you will see signs and shirts and all sorts of stuff saying, here is how we as a community of faith act on these issues, why we will work to defeat the marriage discrimination amendment and the voter suppression Amendment. We're doing this because our faith calls us to act beyond our walls. How many things did I say I had for you this morning? Three. How many of you had? Two. Last one. Third one. Here's the thing we do as loves people. Here's the thing we do, the third thing we do as loves people. We listen. We listen with our whole being to where love is calling us next. Church, you're preaching this sermon with me, so I'm going to give you a line, and you're going to give me back a line. We listen with our whole being. We listen with our whole being. To where love is calling us next. This means we practice paying attention to the ways that love, that God, if you will, is moving in our lives. We listen deeply to where we are being called next, whether it is to seek Forgiveness and the love required there, whether it is to release the grip of the grudge and the love required there, or maybe to begin something new in our lives, we listen and discover where love is calling us next, both as individuals and as a church. So that's what I want you to know this morning. That's what I want our children and all of you to know this morning. 
that here we grow into love's people held by a love that will not let us go. As love's people, we do hard and holy work. We welcome and affirm and protect the light in each human heart. We act boldly outside of our walls, and we listen with our whole being to where love is calling us next. Each of us is like a drop of water. Together, we create an ocean, this ocean. So when fear and doubt and uncertainty grip your heart, remember that you can lie back in this place. You can be held by this ocean. Remember that sometimes we need the ocean and sometimes we are the ocean. And that is the exchange of giving and receiving. That is the exchange of holding and being held. Each of us is like a drop of water. Each of us is like a drop of water. Church, you're preaching the sermon with me. Help me out here. Each of us is like a drop of water. And we're going to wind toward the end here, and we're going to repeat that line that each of us is like a drop of water. So I'm going to throw out a line, and then you're going to give me that line back. So let's just practice that one more time. Each of us is like a drop of water. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, a delayed readiness. (laughs) I love it. So this happened, I'll tell you, you're not alone. At the first service as well, like three of you were like, we're ready. And everyone was like, yeah, okay, we're not. Um, so here's the thing. Like, this, this is going to be fun. We're going to, something ama- amazing and magical is about to happen. And we need, we, we're going to build that by this call and response sort of thing. So let me ask you again. The line you're going to say, we'll practice this one more time. Each of us is like a drop of water. And I'm going to throw out a line, and then you're going to respond with that line back to me, and then something amazing is going to happen. So let me ask you again, are you ready? You're ready. All right, here we go. We have gathered together, called by love. We have gathered together, called by life. We have gathered together, called by God. This is awesome. We're making this cacophony of sound. We're making this beautiful cacophony of sound because some of you are repeating those words back and some of you are saying each of us is like a drop of water. And it sounds sounds beautiful because there's this echo and this resonance. Like each of us is like a drop of water. We are called by God. Each of us is a drop of water. We are called by love. Like you are preaching this sermon with me, church. You don't even realize the energy and the power that you have. This is amazing. We're moving. Each of us is like a drop of water. We have gathered together, called to be love's people in the world. Each of us is like a drop of water. We are called together to be love's people in the world. Each of us is like a drop of water. We are called together to be love's people in this world. Each of us is like a drop of water. Each of us. Is like a drop of water. May it be so, and amen. <laughs> May it be so, and amen. Amen.